This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I want to start us off a little differently today, Jess. Utah, people working together, Utah. What a great place to be. You can go anywhere, but there's none that compare. This is the place. (laughs) By the way, welcome back to Give Them All a Podcast. I'm fresh out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I had to bust into song because I will say, Utah, this is the place. I fucking agree. Wait, what is that? Is that the state song or something? What's that from? It's a song that all the elementary schools would perform. Okay. Like in a school, we would sing a bunch of songs about just like Utah heritage. Yeah. (laughs) How the state came to be. But we performed that one first Mm -hmm. and then there were a bunch of other songs and then we would end on that song and I'm telling you, it was the jam for me. (laughs) Like I was like, this is the goat. This song hits different. Getting down to the state song or whatever it is. That's hilarious. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Um, Amazing. So I I went to Utah on Friday. Mm -hmm. We got back. Well, today, this will air on Wednesday, but we got back last night, Monday Mm -hmm. night. And there's something that Utah does to my soul. Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate Utah until I left. Then I was like, wow, I really just like was raised in a great place. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't raised Mormon. There's a lot of Mormons out there, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, if you guys haven't started watching Under the Banner of Heaven, you are fucking up. I haven't watched it yet. But Kyle has been watching it Jess, and loves I've, it. I've asked you to watch I it. I know. I need to watch it. I, mean, I was catching up on Ozark last night. Is it? That's a great one. Is it dark? Am I going to be sad after watching it? You're going to be sad in the first episode. It's okay. it's a it's gut wrenching, like so sad. But you're more. It's more sh- of like a shock. Okay, that's I like they, that. And they deep dive into how the Mormon church was created. And, you know, I'm not going to say a lot about it, but I will say scary. (laughs) Very scary. That's next on my list. So scary. Oh, no. See, I might have not. I might have to watch it in the morning on the weekends because I might have nightmares. It does mess with you. Mm -hmm. When I watch it late at night, like there was one night, um, like a couple weeks ago, I had watched the first episode. I woke up in the middle of the night. I had this burning sensation in me. I was I ripped my eye mask off. I felt like the devil was in the room. And I kid you not. And I'm not religious. I'm more spiritual. But I believe in God. That's my higher power. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, you need to like fight off whatever energy is in this room right now. Because it's scary. That freaks me out. That's and he giving did. me and he anxiety. Did. Okay, yep. you guys. So just a, a precursor. Lala told me she said... Oh, do I have some things to talk about, some topics to talk about with you today. But she didn't tell me any of them. So we're finding them all out together. All right. First, let me tell you this. And I pray Cheryl, my sister-in-law, or Brandon, my brother, if you're listening to this podcast and the kids are in the car, or at least London, you need to 
stop it right now. <laughs> stop the podcast. Turn it off. So this is any warning for any kids or just <laughs> anybody's kids who who still has beliefs in certain things when Christmas time comes around. Stop the podcast. OK, so <laughs> we're, we're sitting at brunch mm-hmm. with my brother, sister-in-law and his kids. And we're talking about aliens. And my nephew, who's like 13, he like doesn't believe in them. And I was shook. I was like, you're telling me <laughs> that we're the only living things. Like, I was just like shook. And I was like, I believe in aliens. And my niece says, I do too. And I sit back and I was like, but I, but I also believe that Santa Claus is still real. And she goes, well, so do I. Are you saying that he's not? Oh, no. And my mind, every <laughs> when I said that, the whole table, every adult. Just <laughs> Stop dead stare at me like, how the fuck are you going to reel this one in? Oh, no. So my mind, you should. I was like, compute, compute. I wish I could see all the triggers in the world (laughs) trying to put pieces together. (laughs) And I did in a matter of seconds. I was like, no, he he's real. But what people think is that Santa's the one that watches us year round. And I don't believe that. I believe he stays in the North Pole and makes toys. And I believe the elves are the ones that are watching us year round. Oh, my God. That just like it gave me anxiety when you told me. So wait, did she believe that? Did she buy it? Yeah, she was like, "No, I know that because our elf watches watches us." Picky. <laughs> How old is she? She's nine. Oh yeah, give her a few more years. My Mormon grandma is the one that broke it to me that Santa wasn't real. <laughs> wait, because I walked up because kids at school. I was in the third yeah. grade and I was like, "Grandma, is Santa Claus real?" Yeah. She goes, "I'm gonna be honest with you, Lauren." No, he's not real. <laughs> My dad was pissed. He was? Yes, I remember walking outside of her like cute little Mormon looking home. And it was like a winter evening where the sky gets like a really pretty like navy, like light navy, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, snow everywhere. And I was just so defeated. Sad. Yes. See, that's the difference between us as kids because my parents told me, I asked them, I said, is Santa real? I was probably like 11, wait, a little too old. I said, is Santa real? And they said, no, he's not. And then I, I said, okay. And I turned around and I said, what, what the fuck do they know? He's real. Right. And they're just insane. I do believe he's real. He is. He's, he's <laughs> fucking don't real. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> like, uh, okay. He flies in a sleigh. Oh, well, great save. Great I save. wish I could have seen your face when she asked you that. Mom, yeah. When I almost outed Santa Claus not being real to London, what was your reaction? I was looking at you. How are you gonna get out of this? <laughs> no, it was so terrifying. And did she say? Did she save it well, Lisa? Like, do you think London bought her? Yes, but I could tell she was scrambling just because I know my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> the entire table was like. And then I went into like, you want to know how I know he's real? Because when Lala was sneaking into Gigi and Poppy's room one night on Christmas Eve, I looked down and I saw his twinkling eyes going ready to go up the chimney. You said that? Yes, because I did. I did see that. <laughs> and then we all chimed in about the reindeer and the reindeer poo. Yeah, and all the things. All had she been older, yeah. had she been older, she would have been like, these motherfuckers are trying. Thou <laughs> <laughs> dog protests too much. Yeah. Y'all are doing too much. Here's what I love about doing a podcast. It doesn't really require any glam, like at all. I can podcast in comfort. And for me, that means wearing my new favorite, super soft quince cashmere tee. 
Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless, comfortable pieces that keep me looking so chic summer after summer. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at $30. You can find silk tops, 14 karat jewelry, and so much more. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all of those savings on to us. And don't get me started on their towels. I have the Quince waffle towels at the Palm Springs house. I have them in white and they are so soft. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing Jess and Easton with samples. I use Claritin and I absolutely love it. You guys know I was in Las Vegas for that music festival and it was so windy there that my allergies were the worst. My eyes were so itchy. They were so watery. My head hurt so bad. I had a total sinus headache, but I had Claritin D with me. So I took it and I think it only took like 30 minutes before I started to feel better, which was amazing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has been an absolute game changer for me. I've actually been using it for a few weeks now. I take it before I go hiking. And obviously when I went to that music festival, which was all outside, no more itchy, watery eyes and no more sinus pressure headaches, which if you've experienced those before, you guys know they are the worst. So that was huge for me. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. So the next thing, I have some topics that I learned about in Utah. Beehive State. Okay. Jess, have you ever heard of furries? Yeah. Okay. We need to talk about this. Wait, let's me- let's see if we've heard of the same things because you remember we mentioned it on tour. Yes. Yeah. I learned about furries in the school system now. Wait, you're scaring me. Are you this cuz furries to me when I think of it that's something sexual. Okay. In the school system, yeah. so my best friend from back home, her kids go to school in Utah. They now and th- this is like a real thing. Mm-hmm. You cannot discriminate against someone who identifies as an animal. They'll wear ears. They're we- they'll wear a tail. Teachers are now putting, like, bowls in the classroom for them to drink out of and eat out of, like, animals. When they're asked questions, they can meow or bark or moo or whatever they identify. And then my friend also said, she said, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're going to start putting litter boxes in the bathrooms because you must not discriminate against the children who are identifying as furries. 
okay, are you sure? Because like you tell me that and I'm like, you've got the wrong information. Well, that's why I want to talk about it. Okay. Because it comes from a pretty reliable source and it comes from my one of my dearest friends. Her okay. name's Olivia. And she does this girl's hair who's like 13 and she goes to school and this is what this girl has told Olivia. Okay. Like this girl, she's 13. I don't know her name, but I want to get her on the podcast. Yeah. She says, I pretend to be a furry sometimes. Like I'll bark at people in the hall. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this girl's dope. But I need someone to shed some light because Mm -hmm. I'm a liberated woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am like, you do you, boo. This I just cannot comprehend. Like, not having to take tests because you identify as an animal, so, and animals don't take tests. There's no, okay, there's no, and I'm not doubting you. I believe it's like, I'm sure some school systems do this. Yeah. Um, But to me, I'm like, there's no way because I'm just like you. I'm like, liberated i think if you feel you were born whatever if you're a certain age and you feel you were born hey i feel like i identify more as a woman or a man or a boy or a girl you know talk to your or parents i'm non i'm non binary any of that talk you know do have those conversations talk to your parents talk to your teachers do all that but i feel like when you get into the animal of it all then it's really taking it's like taking the what am I trying to say it's taking the not severity but it's lessening the importance of that being like as a little boy or a little girl hey I feel this way I feel like a girl or a boy I feel like I was born in the wrong body as the wrong gender any of that but I I feel like it's lessening that when it's like well I well then I feel like I was born a cat well, I feel like I was born at whatever. I'm just like it to me. It lessens that. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, I feel like I because and here's the thing. I have a lot of opinions about this. Yeah. I don't Let's want hear. to offend anybody. Right. So I would like someone to maybe shed some light. If you are a furry listening to the podcast. Yeah. Which if you are, um, I need to know because right now. I have a whole lot of shit going on in my mind. However, my daughter, my daughter puts her food on the ground and eats it up like a dog. (laughs) Right. Because she watches the dogs eating and she thinks that's how she is supposed to eat. And I have to tell her, we can't eat off the ground like that. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have a furry? Do I? (laughs) But like also, did we forget about... Yeah. Uh, do you know how many times I drank water from a bowl on the ground and ate food from a bowl? Because pretend when I was a kid. Totally. When I was a kid, you guys. So I have to make that clear. <laughs> Just like last still week. does it when I walk into the office. <laughs> like it's called playing pretend. The amount of times I dressed up as like an old man as a little girl or whatever as like an animal or like pretended I was a frog. And to me, there's there's something about. It's so important to play and play pretend as a kid. That's so important. And to get outside and to be like, I'm a dog and this. But I just don't know how I feel. I need to process my feelings. I mean, my immediate feelings are like, no. I'm just going to be honest. My immediate feelings are like, no, you're not. We we need to teach children the importance of knowing the difference between an animal Mm -hmm. and a human. By the way, you can't half-ass it. 
All no. right. Yeah. If you're going to identify as a furry, then when we go in the airplane, you need to get in your crate. <laughs> And you have to stay under the seat until the plane is 30,000 feet in the air, where then the pilot comes on and says, you can turn on electronics and you can hold your dog in your lap. (laughs) Okay? And then I will take you out of the crate. But what do you think about, because furry to me has always been the, um, I've heard of like, there's a sexual component of being a furry, which is you wear these like mascot, full on mascot costumes and you go to these quote unquote furry parties and it's just like rubbing on each other. No one ever takes off their mask or their costume, but it's like an orgy with this full on um, mascot costume on. Right. So to me, that is like if all the adults are consenting and you know what you're walking into and you want to dress up, you do your, you do the damn furry thing. 100%. I agree with you. But that's very different. Yeah. So if you know anything about furries or what I'm talking about, and if what I was told is in fact true that they're putting these dog or not dog, but animal bowls in classrooms and litter boxes in the bathroom, like, please open my mind because Mm -hmm. I'm a girl who is open to it all. I, I yeah. can get down with things. Just make me understand. I don't know that I'll ever understand this. But yes. this leads me, when you say sexual, this leads me to the next thing okay. that I want to talk about in school systems. All right? Oh, God. Zero dollar delivery fees. I bet that made you listen. Yes, I said zero dollar delivery fees. That's what you get when you dash pass by DoorDash. And if you don't know what DashPass is, I'm about to change your world. DashPass is an exclusive membership that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts. DashPass is the most affordable way to get food from your favorite restaurants or groceries or whatever else you need delivered right to your front door. DashPass basically pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for just $9.99 per month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Give Them Lala is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GTL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GTL. So this is on Utah Parents United. It's an Instagram page, okay? okay? This is called My Body is Growing, a guide for children ages 4 to 8 years old. It makes me sick. This is in the book. 
Okay. Sabrina's vagina becomes moist and warm and Marco's penis gets very still. Marco then pushes his penis into Sabrina's vagina, always in and out. That feels great for both of them. When the feeling is nicest, Marco's penis sprays semen into Sabrina's vagina. Okay. This is in a book that was in a library, a school in Utah, a library, for a guide for four to eight years old. Okay. Oh my God. I'm as open as it gets. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about it all. I'll tell you one thing. I dropped my kid off to school who's four, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. and Ocean picks this book up and reads it. You are going to regret the day that you were fucking born and allowed this book inside of that fucking school because yeah. I will raise hell. And guys, just so you know, so I'm looking at this. It's Utah Parents United um, because Lala just handed it over to me. It's the book is called, like she said, My Body is Growing, a guide for four to eight year olds. And it's like a cartoon. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't a medical book. Not that it matters because this is a guide for four to eight year olds. So Mm -hmm. already what? This is a literal like it's a cartoon on. This looks like a children's book. If I were a kid, I would be drawn to pick this up. Yes. Because it's a boy and a girl in the front. And then when you scroll over, if you go to their the Instagram page, you'll see the part that Lala just read about Sabrina's vagina becomes. It's a animated photo of two as a guy and a girl having sex. And there's a like you can't see boobs or vagina or penis, but you can see them on top of each other. And there's a little teddy bear on the pillow, mm-hmm. almost like showing that they're younger. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say kids, but like showing that they maybe aren't full adults. So my only thing is like it's not dis- it doesn't look like a medical book that's like here parents targeted at parents to talk to their older children. I mean, four to eight years old is wild. But um, no, it- it's like. You just have to go to see it because it's a a totally different vibe. You hear it and then you look at how the book is drawn and designed and it looks like a kid's book. And I think that is crazy. I think it's one thing as a parent if you choose to say, yes, if my kid ever asks when they're however, hey, mom, dad, what's sex? You have the freedom and the right to tell them however you want. But the fact that that's just on the shelf of an elementary school in a library willy-nilly for a five-year-old to just pick up and read. I don't know. That's wild to me. Well, it was written and illustrated by Dagmar Geisler. Dagmar, shame on you for writing a book like this for a four to eight years of age. And that was in, shame tell me again, you. is that in a library? It was in a, yes. Yeah. So in basically, Utah Parents United is parents who get together and they share what their children are exposed to in schools. Yes. And I think that that is completely inappropriate Mm -hmm. for the ages four to eight. They don't need to know about sex at that age. And if here's my question, though, because I think that absolutely inappropriate, that book put there without I mean, the the illustration, the fact that it looks like a children's book. Do you think, though, because this is another, I think, to to make clear how you feel. If there's a five, whatever, four, five, six-year-old who comes up to their mom and dad in the home and says, Mom and dad, I heard someone say sex. What sex? Do you think it's appropriate if they want to tell then them? Then you have the conversation. Okay. But for your yeah. kid to be at school at a library and yes. they just happen to pick this book up and they start reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't like that. And you know me, Jess. I know. I am so open. Open, yeah. Let's talk about sex all day long. Yeah. Let's talk about blowjobs. Mm-hmm. We have to protect the youth mm-hmm. because if they're exposed to too much, too young, as they get older, things go astray and unhealthy habits and addictions start happening. Again, I have trauma from what I've experienced the last however many months. Yeah. I'm very protective of ocean. I'm very protective of the youth and how much, you know, we we just can't we can't expose them to too much too young. I get that. And we I have think, to protect yeah. their innocence. And I think there's also a time and a place, especially when they're that young and the time and the place. And if they don't, let's say it's a, a child who doesn't have a parent and they want to ask that question, then they go to a guardian or they ask a teacher. And then it, in my belief, it's 100 percent the teacher's responsibility to go to the guardian and say, this child asked about this. Is this something you would like to talk about? If you would like me to talk to them about it, what do you want me to say? Right. Not in a book that looks like a cartoon book that any kid would want to pick up. And also the fact that it's like, this feels great. Again, this is just me. But when I'm a mother, if my I've always thought when I'm a mother, I'm going to use penis vagina. I'm just going to use the words. Yeah. But I don't I don't think if they're that young and let's say my five year old comes to me and says, what's sex? I'm not going to sit there. I'm going to tell them strictly scientifically. 100%. I'm going to use statements like, like Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard do this. I heard this on Dax's podcast. But I'm going to use statements like the woman places the man's penis into her vagina. Because to me, it feels like that's showing without saying, without doing too much when they're so young. That's showing like a consent. That's showing the woman has control almost. Right. But I'm not going to go. And then she like at five years old and then she gets wet and it feels great. What? No, I'm not. And gonna... his penis sprays, sprays semen into her vagina. Also, and then what? In that illustration on that page. Yeah. On the side shows birth control, all the ways that you prevent pregnancy. OK. So it shows. And also the man sprays the semen into the vagina. So there's no condom. Like, what do you even, that's a lot. That does make me a little queasy. And How old is this book, by the way? Because they're showing all of the ways a woman can prevent. Yeah. But there's no condom here. There's no condoms. No. There's a diaphragm. Oh, There's an IUD. Can't be that old. There's birth control pills. There's foam caps. But all of these are women. Are for the vagina. Okay. This makes me think this book is like, we got to look a little more into this. Like, it's almost like, is that illustrator and writer, like, the head of some sort of weird cult? (laughs) I don't know. But I saw, and I'm telling you what, Ocean Kent picks that book up at the age of four. I am going insane. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even imagine. I'm going to look that up. I want to look more into that because I'm like, that is crazy town. That's crazy. I'm not saying that if your kid comes to you at a young yeah. age and asks you about things to sweep it under the rug, by right. the way. Right. Have the conversation. But certainly don't have books like that in the library. No. Okay. So the person that posted this, it says, last week, my two little grade school nieces were reading this Salt Lake School District school book to their grandmother. It encourages them to explore their sexuality, put things up their rectums, and embraces sex with children. They were encouraged not to tell their parents 
pictures and texts from the book reposted in the comments below. Please share. Oh, done. Send them to jail. Send the writer, send anyone who is promoting what you just said to jail. Bye. Are you joking? That's what it says. Don't tell your parents. Yeah. And everything else you just said that's even like too horrific to repeat. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're all getting, you're all going to jail. <laughs> it's so, what, <laughs> what? A what is going on? That's wild. Protect the youth at all costs mm -hmm. so that they can grow up to be beautiful spirits, make a difference in the world. They mm -hmm. can't be exposed to too much too young. Okay? Yeah. I stand firm on that. There's nothing you can say to me that will change my fucking mind. When Ocean Count was born, I saw the beauty in the world. Everything I wanted this world to be was like right in my little human that I gave birth to. And then I saw all the ugliness and I was like, I will do everything in my power yeah, to like fight off the evil. Like don't come near my child with the shit. Yeah. We should, as adults, do everything in our power to protect them. And in the unfortunate event that young humans are exposed to too much too soon, and we know that happens all the time and it's heartbreaking, then we just have to pray, which like I do every night. We pray that these children find strength and guidance through you know, other ways and can become wonderful, powerful, strong adults. You yeah. Know? When I was a step parent, mm -hmm. she brought me this book. I don't know where the book came from. I'm drawing a blank. And she was looking through it and she told me that she wanted me to look at it. She said, I don't know if this is appropriate for a kid. So I looked through it and it was basically teaching. It was nothing horrific. It was just basically teaching you body positivity no matter what you look like so there were a bunch of drawings of different bodies without clothes on okay obviously but it was showing like to just embrace your your body the way it is right and she asked me if I thought it was appropriate and I said I want you to make that call do you feel like when you look at this and I told her what it was trying to teach. Mm -hmm. I said, this is why these are in here, because we we have to learn to love ourselves. Do you feel like you're too young for it? And she looked at it again. And she handed it back to me and said, I think I'm too young for it. And I said, perfect. We won't look at it until you, you feel. feel like you're you're ready. But I, I explained to her why the image. It was nothing like this, by the way. No. But what a smart. And that's I mean, that's so great. What a smart girl. And what a like a great learning moment for her. And you and you just not being like, yeah, oh, my God, this is too or like forcing it on her being like, yes, you should love this. Like toxic positivity. Embrace this. Read yeah. it all. You gave her the option. And are you comfortable with this? And that's so important. Again, I'm not a mom. But to me, it's like teaching if, you know, somehow teaching children to hear that and feel that gut feeling mm -hmm. and trust that intuition. Right. Because you're not going to be in every situation. No, I'm and not. And if they're in a situation, they've got to learn to trust that that gut feeling of, oh, I don't feel right. Something's right. wrong. And maybe I don't know exactly what it is, but something's wrong. And I just, I shouldn't question that. And I should get up and remove myself. Totally. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, Jess, I know that you're not a mom, obviously. Yeah. But even when you become a mom, mm -hmm. you sit there and think, am I doing this the right way? Yeah. How do I teach my kid all the things that I want them to know? And and 
you're going to mess up. But then there are times where your mess up in someone else's eyes maybe was the most brilliant thing you've ever done. Like none of us have it figured out. I don't care if you have one kid or you have 12 kids. Right. You're always learning something different and your kid comes how, how they are. And that's, I loved when my mom said that. She said, uh, you're never just, you're always going to question if you're doing it right. Yeah. And like you just said, there's going to be times where you're like, I really messed up. And other people would be like, what are you talking about? That was the move. Right. Like, great job. And like you come from a big family. Yeah. Your parents, I'm sure, did one thing with Mr. Bubs. Yeah. That would never work with you. Never. Mr. Right? Bubs gets to do everything. You know, where yes. it's like we had to teach Mr. Bubs this way, but with mm-hmm. Jess, we gotta go this way. Because you're constantly having to rework the system. Yes. Yeah. It's exhausting. <sighs> Makes me pause when I get baby fever. I'm <laughs> like I get to hang out with the ocean most days, so I'm good for now because I can't I can't take on more responsibility. No, no it's a lot. Kidding. Plus, you have to help me build an empire. Yes, first. we're building the empire first. We're building the empire. <laughs> um, so we had a lot of fun moments in this intro. Yeah. A little bit of heavier moments. I always love to hear your guys' thoughts on everything we talk about. So please remember to call in, weigh in your questions, concerns. If you have any input on furries or you have more knowledge than I do. Educate me. Yes, educate me. You can call me at 424-255-9131. And I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of mine. And I will talk to you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.